don't even need to be a robot. Just be a severed head with a robot. That's the start of our podcast. <laughs> but yeah, whenever I start feeling myself hunching over, I just go, no hump. I cannot be that lady. I am going to have such a... My posture is so shitty. I'm going to have the worst hump in the whole world. We'll just start working on it. Uh, you can so do I, it. When I... Um, just be scared. Just start getting scared of it. This is the thing. When I sit up straight, I feel like not myself. So I feel like I feel like well, I'm you need to get out. over that. So you should probably just th- yeah. get your back straight. I just like breathing. Oh, so good. I can I can use my nose too and hunch. It's great. No, it's, it's not the same. I'm sitting in a bad. Imagine your lungs like actually expanding. Marissa, my posture going... right now is horrible. <laughs> We share one microphone on this podcast. If I didn't hunch, the audio would be worse. You guys sit up straight. I have to hunch, and then we'll be the same size. Do you want to switch sides next time? <gasps> if we switch sides, it's like switching sides of the bed. I don't even... I, I don't, would I be able to sleep? That should be our April Fool's prank. <laughs> Can you tell? Sides. Nobody would know. Okay, okay. Let's do the beginning. Hi, my name is Kaya. And I'm Marissa. And this is... Well, well why not? not? Wow. Yeah, I'm always just going to say, like, well, why not? You know? Well, there we go. That's beautiful. I like that one. Well, hi. Thank you for joining us again on this yes. week of whenever we decide to post this. I don't know what week it would be. I will say, we didn't talk about it the week after. It, you know, daylight savings happen. Yeah. I hate the dark. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Most most people do. I hate the dark so much. Uh, I've been extra depressed. I do suffer from seasonal depression. And so um, it's rough. That's like all my Facebook feed has been lately is like, why is it dark now? A bunch of memes coming out. Here's the thing I like, though. Mm -hmm. If I feel like it, I can go to bed at 830 and no one's going to judge me. Like it's dark. It's been dark for hours. I can go to bed. Yeah, you can have an old, like an old person, you yeah. know, agenda, and much no, easier. Nobody would judge you. Not at all. I could just go to bed at eight thirty. Sure, yeah, I'll play on my man. phone for another hour and a half. But like, I can be in pajamas in bed at eight thirty because it's been dark for hours. Ugh. You know, daylight savings happened weeks weeks ago. Yeah, you know. So probably everybody's in the swing of things. You know. Yeah. By and now. it's the better version of it. But. Shit's gonna just continually be getting darker for like the foreseeable, like until December 21st. Yeah. Shit is getting, the days are shorter. Yeah. It is always not. For somebody who loves horror films as much as me, you would think I'd be okay with that, but I am not. I'm not okay with it, Marissa. What's that um, vampire movie in Alaska or comic book? 30 Days of Night. Yeah. Which I want to go through that. that oh my God. I mean, I know what happens. There's a lot of things that happen. Luckily, the people that live in those areas have gotten a handle on it. They are prepared, prepped, ready, or they leave. Yeah, which yeah. is a thing too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I, I would love to know what that's like. Oh my God. because it's not only thirty days of night. It's then thirty days of light. It's the same thing. Like, the sun goes down, and then it, like, touches the bottom of the hills. Because I used to watch this vlogger in Alaska, and he just, like, did a whole thing where you watch the sun go, and it gets to the bottom, and then just goes back up. And you're like, oh, cool. Oh, my God. But then you get to see the northern lights, so, you know. That is pretty. There's I'd, a... I'd be in Alaska for a year just for the weird hours. That's all I want. I don't know. It's a great example of, like, how, as humans, we try to get a handle on everything and yeah. make it regimented yeah. and then in alaska they're like you know the sun's like fuck you like yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna do crazy your clocks don't matter <laughs> bitch you gotta get blackout curtains like you know you're never gonna sleep i'm telling you time's not real yeah time it, it's a fucking construct boom 
Well, let's get this podcast going. What's the title? Public domains. Public domains? Should there be a public domain? Well, I mean, there there is one, so... Should there be, though? Oh, I see. I see what you did there. Should there be a public domain? Well... We're on different sides of this matter. Yeah. And this is kind of a reoccurring thing in our podcast, because while we are best friends, we have different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. We are people. We got different Mm -hmm. opinions. Very. Marissa, what do you think about the public domain? I like the public domain. I think things should be in the public domain. Mm -hmm. What do you think of the public domain? This doesn't sound pre-planned at all. I I mean, it's not, though. (laughs) Well, the words are not, but the topic is. The topic is planned. The words are not, yes. <laughs> Even though I just copied it, so. Mm. Uh, I I don't like the public domain that much. I don't think that it's a necessary thing. Bah, bah, bah. Oh, that's phrased differently than I thought you would have. What did you think I would say? Well, that makes me think that maybe you have a better idea. Well, for me, I just feel like, well, we'll talk into the reasons why, but like if if I were to wake up in a world where public domain did not exist. Right. I would not miss it, nor call for it, nor think I should have it, or think it's deserved by anybody. But, like, it didn't exist at all, so you wouldn't have a majority of the things that you enjoy. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> See, you're getting, into, you're getting into debate mode. You got your points planned, girl. I want to start. Hey, hey. No, I don't have points. I have some fun things. Uh, Kaya's going to go into the definition of it, though. But first... Let's take a little uh, brickety break. Oh, break a break. And uh, and hear a little bit from uh, some of the other podcasts that play on our uh, channel, So Below Media. Hello, and welcome to the ad for Afternoonified. The ad where we try to convince you to listen to our show. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. We hope you like mummies, weird religions, cheese, historical figures, dicks, religion, and like a lot of other stuff. Did it work? Are you going to listen? Emily, they can't hear you. They're like pressing the skip button right now. Oh. Okay. So we're back. Welcome back. Now we can really get into the sticky. You know, while we were gone, I probably should have pulled up my notes, but you're already so... Marissa got the notes out. Well, I wrote mine down. So we're talking about public domain today. Yeah. Some of you might not even know what that is. So I want to actually just start by saying anything that we say in this podcast about public domain, we did some rough research. Real rough. So like if we say something's in the public domain, do not like immediately go out there and start using it like oh, I I'm double a, check. Yeah, we're not lawyers here. So we're like not experts. So while we did our research, I don't have a lawyer degree. That's also why a lot of this is just going to be about our feelings. Mhm. Mhm. But I just wanted to throw that out there just cuz nice disclaimer. Thank you, thank you. But I do want to talk a little bit about the what? history of yeah, public what domain. Is public what domain? is public domain? So I am pulling up good old Wikipedia. Oh, them two salts are back in. Yeah, so two once grains. again, that's why I wanted to say, like, hey, I'm telling you what could be truths. It's Wikipedia, so just like, you know. So the definition of public domain consists of all the creative work to which no exclusive intellectual property rights apply. Those rights may have expired, been forfeited, expressly wavered, or may be inapplicable okay so that's just like the the definition of public domain yes 
Okay. So some examples, um, really famous examples of public domain would be like the works of William Shakespeare. Right. Ludwig van Beethoven. Okay. Right. And there's a lot of, you know, some silent film stuff is in the public domain. Right. And there's lots of, you know, resources online. You know, you can... There's a few different law groups that have especially like laid out what is and isn't. Yeah. If you just Google what you're looking for, you can usually find what you're what you're needing to find. Yeah. When I was researching the public domain, just because something is like copyright free here doesn't mean that it's copyright free everywhere. You mean like United States? Yeah, just in the United States. And like uh, Canada applies a lot of its copyrights to what we have as well. Um, But like if you were to go over to Africa, it might not necessarily hold up in court, Ah. which I didn't know. And also even state by state can have different terms for some of the more local publications. Yeah. So if you were to like uh, come out with a newspaper in one state, it might not be okay to talk about something going on in another state, which I will say, side note about like free press and media, Mm -hmm. you know why we know so much about what goes on in Florida? Like all those crazy stories about people throwing alligators through like uh, fast food windows and stuff. I would assume it's because people threw alligators through fast food windows. Like, why do we know? Like, I I just assumed because it was so scandalous. there. Um, It's actually because all of their police records are public. From the get-go, nothing is privatized there when it comes to, like, your arrest warrants and stuff. So all police documents there are up for you to look at. Oh. So that's why we know so much about the crazy stuff that goes on in Florida. And when I found that out, I was like, that makes sense. I know crazy stuff goes on everywhere, but, like, yeah. we always hear about the Florida guy. That makes so much more sense now. Because if just it, it happens one day... You find out that same day about it yeah, because yeah, yeah. somebody just is like constantly refreshing the page for all everybody that's been brought into yeah. the police station. So, yeah, that's so. Why. Yeah. So like AP Associated Press can just pick up any story, any story. It's all out it. there. We could we Whoa. could right now in our state still Google things in Florida and come up with all of their police records. That's how open it is. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can't. I don't I don't know. In, in Oregon, at least you have to file like. Uh, requests for reports for certain things. The only thing that we have really public is we can see who is in jail for what, but we don't have all of the context to it. Gotcha. So if like your friend were to get picked up, you can Google his name on the police um, mm-hmm. on for the county that you're in. Yeah. You can Google that and his picture will pop up. I've done that before. And <laughs> yeah, but that's the only thing you get to know. You don't mm-hmm. get like any of the details where it happened, anything like that. That's so right. So you just have where they were picked and they're charged. where they're being held and what they're charged with. And that's it. But in Florida, you get the whole, the whole story, de- all of it, <gasps> all the notes that the police have to fill out and everything. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Okay. Wow. But yeah, so that's why we know so much about the crazy stuff that goes on in Florida. That is an awesome tangent. Oh my yeah. God, that's crazy. Well, you know what? You <laughs> Back know what? to the public you domain. You know what that means? It's public domain. Bitches be crazy everywhere, you know? You only get to know about it in Florida. Yeah. Oh my God. Anyways, that's not necessarily the public domain, but it is public stuff. Yeah. What more about public domain? Yes. Yeah, so, um, uh, once again, Wikipedia, thank you for compiling knowledge that's maybe correct. Um, although the term domain did not come into use until the mid-18th century, the concept can still be traced back to ancient Roman law. So mm. the idea that citizens should have the right to information being like creative works, that was already something that was mm-hmm. like being thought of and addressed even in ancient societies. Wow. Yeah. Smart. Smart. The first early copyright law was first established in Britain 
with the Statute of Anne in 1710. The word public domain, it wasn't created yet, you know, that term, but the Statute of Anne was actually pretty similar because it described works that were not covered by copyright law. Mm-hmm. And then the phrase fall in the public domain can be traced to the mid-19th century France to describe the end of a copyright term. Hmm. So the French poet, I'm going to say this wrong probably, Alfred de Vigny, equated the expiration of copyright with a work falling into the sinkhole of public domain. Vicious. Falling. So yeah, so he literally, the way the, the reason we have the word public domain is because a poet was like, their work is going to fall into the sinkhole of the public domain. I mean, he is a poet. He is, and he's <laughs> right. Um, but, that's my opinion, but... <laughs> dramatic. Marissa's face is not pleasant about I'm that. surprised. That's dramatic. Yeah. Other people have talked about public domain um, in kind of poetic terms. Paul uh, Torresman's describes copyright as, quote, little coral reef of private right jutting up from the ocean of the public domain. So poetic. That's so poetic. I know. Who Man, knew? poets were really about it. They were all about them lawyer shit. I'm yeah. surprised. I guess I'm not that surprised. Yeah, yeah. Poets don't have much to do besides starve themselves and think sad thoughts. And that's the thing. Yeah, they need (laughs) that money. Anyway, copy. Yeah, and like you just said, you know, copyright law differs from country to country. So yeah, and um, even from state to state. Yes, exactly. So that's my little thing about the history of public domain. Yeah, I have a cute thing. Uh, that was in that same Wikipedia, but then I did some more digging. I only read about the history. I didn't want any spoilers. No, this is, it's really, really cute because it's something I definitely didn't know. And when I looked into it, I had to go all the way back into some other weird, weird Internet things. Peter Pan, The Boy Who Wouldn't Grow Up, and the novel Peter Pan and Wendy, the United Kingdom gave them special exemption under a copyright law that went into design and... Patent Act of 1988, publications and broadcasts of Peter Pan, all of the money that all the royalties and things that you would need to pay to do those, they go to the Great Ormond Street Hospital, which is one of the first children's hospitals ever established. They get all of the copyrights for as long as that little children's hospital exists. Are you fucking kidding me? That's that's beautiful. That's so cute. How beautiful is that? That's a very sweet use of that money. It's so, so cute. Because there's not- a statue. Oh my gosh, you gotta Google that statue. There's a statue of Peter Pan that's like in this little thing that all the kids can go look at, and he's just looking down on them like, oh "We're gonna be great. My God. It's gonna be great." Damn. It's so precious. That is beautiful. Yeah, because you know one of the things about cop, you know, copyright mm-hmm. is like if my grandpappy was super famous. Right. You know, I could, as a, you know, grandchildy, live off of their work. It's it's now 70 years after the death. It originally was 50 years. And then there are some other weird things that happen because we even talked about there's a zombie movie that's in the public domain. Yeah. Night of the Living Dead. So that's what I'm saying. Like, there can be other other situations that go into why something either is or isn't in public domain. But the, like, original reasoning was, like, 50 years after you die is how much longer your family can be collecting the money from mm-hmm. it. And then it gets put out into the public domain. So that way anybody can use those characters, scenarios, and things that you have made. Yeah. I do want to say there are two really 
interesting things that became part of the public domain this year because actually there were a ton of rights that came up this year. So we have everything that's from 1923, and that includes the Ten Commandments movie. Cecil B. DeMille, yeah. Mm-hmm. Marissa the Banana Song is available. Yeah, that's true. I don't know what it is, though. <laughs> Marissa was doing research on this, and she was writing down the name of the song that became a public domain, which is, what is it? It's, yes, we have no bananas. Yes, we have no bananas today. Yeah. I love that song. I don't know that song. I can now use that in anything I want. Anything you want. But I hate that I can do that, though. I think it's important to bring up the Disney thing. So Disney's was the one of the first groups to lobby for an extension in the public domain. All in an attempt to stop the film Steamboat Willie into entering the public domain. Because if Steamboat Willie enters the public domain... Everybody can do whatever they want to Mickey Mouse. They can put them in anything. And I've seen the things that have been going they on can do anything. the internet with stuff. <laughs> Alex was showing me some awful things earlier today about people painting princesses and weird gimp suits. Yeah, they can do well. Yeah, you can do whatever they want to Mickey Mouse. Poor little guy. So they were able to lobby and extend to 70 years. That was the first thing that they did. Then they've done things ever since then that go into weird, like, copyrights and suing and, like, other situations. So Disney has, up until now, has lobbied for over 19 different copyright bills. Right. So they created the Sonny Bono Act, is what what it was called, Um, named after Sonny and Cher. Oh. Yeah. And so the Sonny Bono Act... Pretty much made there be a holding period for 20 years on certain pieces of work. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what added, it changed it from like 70 years to like 95 years or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. So this year, 2019, is the first year in 20 years that an entire year's worth of work, anything made in 1923, right, would enter the public domain. Right. And next year, will be, a, you know, 2020 coming up shortly, will be a whole nother year. For 1924. For 1924. Mm-hmm. And so Disney has not said whether or not that they will lobby or they could be lobbying right now. We don't even know. We don't even Maybe know. Maybe Disney Plus is in on it. Who knows? But January 1st, 2024, we got Mickey Mouse. Yeah. They just essentially, the Sonny Bono Act just kind of put everything in freeze mode for right. 20 years. But that, it, we are thawed. We are we public, are. the public domain has fallen from the sky. So some of those titles that you were saying, yeah, this is the first time in 20 years that shit has right. been happening yes. like that. Which is, I just like find that absolutely fascinating. So like from when we were young to our adulthood, things did not enter the public domain. Yeah, unless they had like Night of the Living Dead had some weird sort of like lapse. Copyright things. Ownership like, was given up. Yeah, that's that's another thing that does happen. You can also write something specifically to go into the public domain. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And also I found out I think it was like math equations and recipes are all public domain. Yeah. That's so cr- I don't know how they get away with secret recipes for KFC, but like, <laughs> what's that secret spice blend? Oh, MSG. Ooh. Shocking. And see, that might be like crazy trademark stuff or like, yeah, CNS, I do know not that, that that does get sketchy because I know that you can trademark specific things. I know that there's still currently a lot of battles going on on mm-hmm. copywriting dance moves. Have you been hearing yes, about that? Yes, Fortnite. Because of the Fortnite stuff. But then again, you have Swan Lake, and you can do that anytime because that is part of public domain. Yeah. But then other more specific dances aren't. Mm-hmm. 
But there's a weird thing about like how many steps does it take to become a dance versus a dance move? Because dance moves can't be copywritten. I can fossey wherever I wanted, however long I wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because fossey's independent moves weren't copywritten. But a dance route, like when. But his routine. Routine is. Could have been. Oh my God. Yeah. So that's why there's a bunch of stuff going on when it comes to the Fortnite dance stuff that's been going on. Mm -hmm. And I will say. That area is does seem like a lot of specific ripping off, uh-huh. which I'm not okay with. That's a little yeah. different than like what I think a work in public domain could be used for mm-hmm. versus just blatantly ripping off some of these people that they've either seen online or in shows and they're just specifically stealing it from them. Absolutely. Very different than using something in the public domain. They're just using that as an excuse. And that's why I don't like the public domain continue because i feel like the public domain provides almost a gray area and an excuse for people to take other people's work and use it you know for their own monetary means i'm a teacher mm-hmm. uh, so i teach documentary film mm-hmm. and of course in the world of nonfiction, there is lots of things that come up as far as public domain goes Meaning like pieces of music that can be used, ideas Mm -hmm. that can be said, uh, pieces of work that can be spoken in forms of voiceover or narration. My students use oftentimes like archive.org, which is a source that has some public domain works. Not everything on there is public domain. Always double check your stuff, guys. Always. And that is that's why I don't like public domain. I've had so many students Mm -hmm. put time and effort into things that they believe are in the public domain and they're not in the public domain. So like, for instance, a piece of music, Mm -hmm. pieces of music, you hear all kinds of things. Oh, I can use 30 seconds of such and such. That's not true. You can't use anything. If it's recognizable, you can't use it. Public domain pieces of music. The actual sheet music is in public domain. Yes. Recordings are not. Right. There is no such thing as a audio track that is in the public domain. Right. Well, there isn't. Not even Beethoven's original first, like, pressed? No. Oh. Fascinating. Because audio, um, there's a whole, which is like, could be a whole other thing. You can do your own research. But audio doesn't fall under the uh, public domain. Recordings, actual audible recordings, do not fall in the same sort of public domain. They'll be available. I think there is something where they will be available, like, similar to the Sonny Bono Act. And people can make them available. Yeah, people could just, you know, make work and put it into the Creative Commons, which yeah. is like another sort of thing. Yeah. But or just not sue you. Or not sue you. Yeah. But as far as like, you know, Beethoven, like we mentioned him earlier. Yeah, his works. His works are in the public domain. But if I were to go on archive.org and find, you know, one of his symphonies or whatever, mm-hmm. I can't use that piece of music. Like I can't use the recording. I would need to play Beethoven my own goddamn self. Or hire somebody and record it my own goddamn self. Yeah. That's in the public domain. So I guess the thing that upsets me about the public domain is it gives people the opportunity to copy work, to use work that's not their own. And I just kind of wish that people would just make their own work. Sure. What do you think about the public domain? I think more things should be available to the public so that we can just use them and not worry about things. Because... <laughs> I mean, like, the Socialist. biggest... <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. I know that a 
one of the hardest things to do in the whole wide world is being creative. It is the hardest thing to do. I don't care what anybody else says. Coming up with your own idea is stressful, intense, and sometimes just happens in a dream. Like you're lucky and it happens. Spark. That's That's most of my stuff. Yeah. (laughs) My stuff is all dreamed up. Yeah. Which is pretty lucky for me. But being creative is hard. Learning how to tell a story is hard. So wouldn't it be easier if you already had characters people loved? Shouldn't another generation get to be able to tell more stories with characters you already love? Because the biggest person out there, the biggest company out there, all started with public domain things. The first animated movie, Snow White and the Seven Doors? That's public domain. All of the princesses, public domain. Aladdin's public domain. Like everything that we really truly know and love became public, was public domain for Disney. Frozen, one of my all time favorite, favorite stories of all time, The Snow Queen, which it is nothing like, came out of an inspiration for that story. So if you didn't have access to those characters, we wouldn't have Frozen. I love Frozen, Marissa. Don't don't get me wrong. I, I mean, know. I love Snow White. Okay, I mean, Walt won all those tiny Academy Awards. <laughs> it was amazing. Okay, one big one and a bunch of tiny ones. But I think Pixar. If you're going to bring up Disney, I think Pixar is a good example where they do have some stuff that has been inspirational. Yeah. But most of Pixar's animated work has all been original. Okay, Toy True. Story, the first you know, computer-generated feature-length film. That is a completely original idea and work. I'm just saying that humans, creativity is hard, but humans have always been able to be creative. We don't need public domain. I understand absorbing content helps spark creativity, but I don't think actually having, like, the ability to perform Hamlet is really going to make us better as people. But we expand and learn on. That's the thing. That's if you don't have a foundation, where can you go from? Toy Story didn't come out of nowhere. We all play with toys that way. And we've all thought, what if they were alive? Those weren't new ideas. Granted, they weren't in the public domain. But like, that's, that's, still, a, that's still a foundation, though. Yeah, but that's, that's still what, a thing that has happened. But that's what I'm saying, though. Do you get my you get my, my meaning? I'm saying that just the simple act of a, being alive and having a conscious should make it so that you're able to create your own work without having the necessary need of these like benchmark public domain stories. My I guess my concern is that as more things enter the public domain, the more situations for this sort of nostalgic reboot culture is going to even become worse and worse and worse. I'm just afraid of singular creative visions. The actual necessity of having to think, I feel like public domain kind of takes that away. Does that make any sense at all? But is the stories not... The story of, like, Snow White, though, is still... We all think of the Disney version now. And isn't that kind of sad? Isn't that something better? You have something to actually imagine when you're going through your own stories for it. I mean, I You don't have to put in the extra work because you all... You have already an image that you like, that you've been associated with. And I think the more that we put into the public domain, the more we're going to see... us grow and learn because those are all stories from the past and if we didn't know about them how would we have grown from them Mm, i see i get i I mean i get that a little bit i guess for me it's like there was a world where snow white did not exist and people were still pumping out awesome creative shit 
they were pumping out. They made Snow White. So I, I feel like my concern is with public domain is it makes for lazy, creative people. But we're also running into a situation where now we have so much media that's out there and so much consumption that's already out there. We're going to repeat our stories. I don't think we'll ever repeat our stories. We are currently repeating our stories. We're currently repeating our stories because we're lazy. But also, I think a lot of the like reboot culture that's been going on, I don't necessarily think that comes from laziness. That comes out of fear of trying something different. Yes, agreed. And also because they have to hold on to their rights. Yeah. If we just gave it all up and let, you know, weird other people try and wreck it in some way, mm-hmm. we'd grow from that and go somewhere else. We'd go a completely different direction. You know, the hero's journey and all those things that sculpt how to make a story, those are always going to transist. So why don't you just take something that's free and available in the public domain and fit it into that puzzle, see how it works, see how you like it, and then grow from there. Well, for me, like, you just brought up the hero's journey. So, like, for me, the hero's journey supersedes public domain because the hero's journey is almost like a it's like an archetype you know like stories from all sorts of cultures can fit the hero's domain or heroes the hero's journey right right um so that to me is like not public domain i'm just meaning like for instance like peter pan like you brought up peter pan earlier yeah i love that the fact that the united kingdom decided that yes Peter Pan is exempt from the normal, you know, statuses of public domain. It is going to be still copywritten, and all of the money from Peter Pan goes to a freaking children's hospital. I do think that's great. I do think, like, grandchildren shouldn't be, like, the granddaughter of Disney right now is speaking out about how much money she has because she thinks it's absolutely ridiculous. She didn't work for it. She's currently working for other things. But she has the money to have a platform to talk about it, though. I guess what I'm saying is if you are a person who's going to be shitty with money, I feel like that's a different story. And I totally agree. Like, trust fund babies. Like, don't even get me started. For me, I would rather there be trust fund babies and works protected than having no works protected, which I think you would prefer. No, I think for an amount of time, it's fine. Mm -hmm. I think you should reap benefits for your creativity and your hard work. I absolutely agree with that. I just think there does have to come a point where other people get to test those waters. Take your characters and try them out in a different way. That's what I was saying with the hero's journey. Take any public domain character, plug it into that scenario, and just watch what happens. You already know the character. Then you can figure out where you want to grow from there. So what type of thing do you like about that character? Yeah. If you didn't have that character to draw from, it would just be nothing. Well, but see, that's my... See, I, we will... Uh... We will never agree on this, and that's okay, because you know what? We different people, and that's beautiful. But for me, it's like, I don't need Cinderella to write a story. And I feel like anybody who says that they need something from the public domain to spark their creative juices, that's just an excuse. I don't think public domain is being a benefit to anybody, other than it's really cool that, like, young people can go online and and read Shakespeare for free. But they can also learn from it and use it in their own art styles. People that want to take the the picture of Mickey Mouse, stretch his head out and put a rainbow in the middle, they are going to get in trouble for that, whereas they're just trying to express their creativity for an object, uh, an icon that they love and care about and just want to show that maybe there's like corruption inside and these beautiful things. An artist can't use just their image that seems a little outlandish. Well, 
I mean, just Google Banksy, and he has used Disney a few times. You're right. If you do it anonymously, yeah. <laughs> you can get away with a lot of stuff if you do things anonymously. Mm-hmm. But if you want to show your your actual capabilities and using things that you have impressions on, it seems really ridiculous that you're going to get in trouble for it. I get that. I, I, I do find it ridiculous that you get in trouble for it. But... I I at least know as somebody in a creative field, and there are lots of other creatives that would probably agree with me, you know, having restrictions can actually make you thrive. Having boxes that you're being put into and having to think outside of them is great. It It causes there to be original thought and original ideas and stuff that is like timely. And I feel like using the public domain, it's just a it's a crutch. And and while it might inspire some great, you know, fun, awesome works, I don't think it's necessarily, I don't think anything from the public domain, I think, you know, Snow White, the Disney Snow White is a good example. But it's not even Snow, just Snow White, though. I know, it's Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty. Disney has, the majority of Disney came from the public domain. Even Steamboat Willie isn't. An original idea. But you telling me all this stuff does not make me respect Disney anymore. Or uh, if anything makes me think less of. Right, because they they use public domain, so shouldn't all of their stuff also be available? But if we were to gaze 500 years into the future, Mm -hmm. I think the only reason why Snow White or any of the other Disney stuff would still be prevalent and remembered is simply because of their technological advances and their money. I think that in today's world, I don't think you're ever going to see anything like that again. I don't think somebody's going to take a piece of something that starts from public domain today in 2019, create something from it, and it's going to be considered important any time in the future. But we also haven't had that chance in 20 years. But I think, I I mean, can you name any other piece of work that's not like an original, like... Like, film-wise, I'm thinking of things like Fargo, okay? Or I'm thinking of, like, uh, I know you hate, you hate Fargo, but, like... I don't hate Fargo. But, like, I'm thinking of... Let me think of another thing. I'm thinking... Wow, I'm really thinking Coen Brothers. <laughs> uh, Jaws, which was based off of a novel. Right. You know, I'm thinking of, of, of pinnacles and touchstones in cinema. Mm-hmm. Citizen Kane, okay? Mm-hmm. The Godfather, Goodfellas. Right. These were all original works they were not based on public domain they were original works either based on like well, you novels said jaws was based on a novel yeah but it was so those are things based but on they books. bought the copyright i'm just saying like those pieces though so people with money can have creativity to take from other things because they have money to buy the copyrights instead of it just being open for everybody i think the little guy gets really hit when you don't have public domain because it's like you can be super inspired by something, but then you have to pay somebody money in order to use it. But yeah, how are but you going was, to how are you going to make it better? How are you going to put that out there? But it was their idea. They deserve to be paid for it, especially in something like Jaws, for instance, was, you know, a New York Times bestseller. It was a very, very popular book. Of course, that that person was still alive. Like, yeah, it was a, it you're was right. Timely. But 95 years later, you should be able to just take but, a thing that you've read in the past. But 95 years later, does anybody care about a shark attack? Yeah, uh, Amity. You know, like no, I don't. I I think that I think that Shark it, Week's still a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people still care about shark attacks. People do care about shark attacks. You're right. I'm sorry. There's still shark. In week. 95 years from now, it's probably not even going to be sharks. I'm just Aww. saying. I <laughs> sorry. I'm sad. I'm sorry. I totally get the argument that yeah, that means that you know, 
only people with money are going to have the ability to access popular works of art and current. But all of my favorite films and a lot of the films, you know, and I'm using films a lot. Sorry, y'all. Okay. But it's the thing we most consume. It's the thing we most consume. I don't think all of these remakes we're having are going to be remembered or cared about. I think a lot of the remakes we're having are because things don't enter the public domain. So there's this, the Disney box, they're remaking their own things because they have access to it instead of having to pull from a different pool of ideas. They're taking everything that they've made, they've made their own pool, their own little copywritten pool, so they can take out of that all they want. They can just go fishing in that little pond all they want and pull out all those fish all they want. They don't have to worry about anything else. Because they own all of it. My concern... If we put it all out there, they'd have no more pond. You break it down, you put it back in the river, and all those fish go free. They then go f- Disney has to do something different. Yeah, but they go free into an ocean that everybody will consume off of. My con- That's my concern. My concern is by breaking open the pond mm-hmm. and letting everybody be able to fuck with anything else, it creates lame, mediocre work. But you get an oversaturation of that thing and it causes other other companies and other artists to have to try and expand in something different. So that makes it so you do have to do that thing you want to do, think outside the box. If everybody is making a Snow White story, you have to be the one to come up with Cinderella. That's just how it's going to work so that you can be doing something different. I just think if everything went into the public domain, it would be a sad day for creative work. I will also say, though, the things that we have been using are actually still in public domain. Which things? Snow White is still in public domain. Cinderella yeah. is still in public domain. Yeah. You can use those things. Yeah. We're all, but every time we've mentioned it, it's been Disneyified. And I think even when you do better or do different, that still doesn't mean it's good. I just think But it's, that does mean it's yours. But I think it's just safer to just create your own work. But wouldn't you be excited to be able to make something from something else when you finally have the possibility of it? No. It's still yours. No. Because I also don't necessarily agree that there's like super, like even bringing up Toy Story, like the idea isn't brand new. No, but it is though. I mean, Toy Story though is an original screenplay. You're right. But the idea isn't brand new. But We're not going to have brand new but ideas as we already come out of nowhere. I know, but public consciousness is never going to be copywritten or trademarked. Okay. Right. We all have these experiences. I think, you know, stand up comedians, really great example of like yeah. copywritten work and stuff like that. Because some things are just funny. Some things are just funny. And you see a lot of stand up comedians will have similar jokes because, yeah, there is overlaps of yeah. life. And that's just the way, you know, the dice roll. But I just feel like. I have seen some amazing work lately, and I've seen a lot of things get trumped by stories that have been told a thousand times. Mm -hmm. And these new creative ideas could be very appealing. But because we have all this noise of content that we're familiar with and comfortable with enjoying, I'm afraid that the unique creative ideas, the things that could be the stuff we wish we could steal 95 years from now, are never going to get a chance to see the light of day. They're never going to get a huge audience. There's endless amounts of stories to tell. There's so many stories that we have never, ever heard. That's factual. And so I think that is where we should be going. But wouldn't those stories have to be in the public domain? Why would they have to be in the public domain? The ones we haven't heard yet? So that people can make them. No, the ones we haven't heard yet, yeah, well, like, people will think make. Of, think of those fairy tales all over the world that we haven't heard because we've just only heard the same stories that we're still hearing. 
Those stories are also in the public domain and we just haven't gotten to them yet. We should get to those. We should go to those ones. They're out there. We can do them. We will find you. That's what we need to do. I think that we should just not worry about it and know that subconsciously... We're all making the same stuff. We're all making the same... You know, subconsciously, we're all making that same stuff. Have you heard that really nice psychological theory? I don't remember who who it's by. Mm -hmm. It's that all of our consciousness is one consciousness, Mm -hmm. and our individual ideas come from a big, giant pool of our spirit energy. Yeah, why not? So it's like all of your ideas are all just from one thing. And that that does also explain, quote, air quotes, solid air quotes, that explains why people have the same ideas is because it's from the same thought. I think that... We're just going to disagree. We're going to disagree. And that's okay. You know you know what filmmaker I'm going through right now? <laughs> Yorgos Lanthimos, who oh. recently, I think it won the Academy Award, The Favorite. Um, oh, yeah. He made the lobster. Oh, yeah. I have Dogtooth, which um, I've seen, but my husband has never seen. Did you guys watch the lobster? Mm-hmm. I like it, and then I don't like it all at the same all time. All I'm saying is that after the millennia change, mm-hmm. Yorgos Lathamos proves that there are still stories, original stories, and point of views that can be told. Yeah. This is my summation summation of story then you can do your summation and now we fully have entered debate club yes go ahead this is my summation while i respect the public domain i do believe that it is not necessary to exist in this world for creative thought and creative work to be i think that there is no need for somebody to have the rights to say to be or not to be freely to create something that could be enjoyed and consumed by people. That's my summation. My summation would be, I think, the more that we put into the pool of consciousness and the more characters that we're allowed to pull from will inspire more creativity to go forward without fear that we've been stepping on somebody's toes. Mm. I'm proud of us, Marissa. I know. That's a hard topic. It's a hard topic. I'm fine with it, though. Yeah. Yeah. I knew we weren't going to convince each other. Well, you know what? I don't. Thanks for listening to us. Thanks, yeah, thanks for listening to our rant. Hopefully you agreed with one of us. Or hey, if you have an alternate opinion. Yes, please do tell if you have a third opinion. Yeah, I would love to hear it. But, you know, we, we got on this tangent one night and we were like, you know what? We might as I well. I know, we had to stop. We were like, whoa, we are unlocking the floodgates of mm-hmm. domains. Um, it's a weird word. Domain. You know, Marissa... This closet is like our domain where we do our podcast. Well, thanks again, everybody. Talk to y'all later. Bye. 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 For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to sobelowmedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.